This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Twelve covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. It is Friday, boys and girls. How are you? Welcome into the Bostonian versus the Buck here on Props.com, Props YouTube, Twitter as well. He's Dave Sherapan. I am Matt Peralt here for the next hour plus talking everything in the sports gambling world. Dave is looking sharp today. He's got an outfit going today. For the folks listening, what are you wearing today, Dave? So um, at school today, for little kids say Kendall, it's dress up like a pirate day today. Interesting. Madeline yeah. had dress up as your favorite character day today. Yeah. yeah. Book character. So um, we don't really have pirate stuff other than Pittsburgh pirate <laughs> stuff. So I was like, oh, we got pirate stuff. And she gave me that, you know, this ain't the right pirate stuff, Daddy. I'm like, oh, no, no. It is the right pirate stuff. And then last week, I picked up this lid. Mm. is a actual game-used Doc Ellis Pittsburgh Pirate hat wow. from the 70s from memorabilia experts here in town. Um, Victor Moreno is the owner. He's originally from Pittsburgh. We start talking, and he's like, Dave, I want you to have this hat. And I said, get out of here, Victor. He's like, no, take it. It was Doc's. He was a friend of mine. I know you'll wear it, and I know you'll, you'll, you'll you know, put it Represent. out on social media and stuff. It's like, beaut. yeah, it's, I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. It if Farrah approves tough. now, then yeah. you got my good, buddy. Yeah. Thank <laughs> it's sharp, man. It, it is, it, it is definitely sharp. So I'm wearing this flat bill Dave Sherapan hat, which I, I, I don't do flat bill. Okay. But I'm doing the, I'm doing the flat bill Bruins hat. Look at that. Because Bruins hat. I saw that last night. Did you wear that at the game? Yeah, of course. There were more Bruins fans at that game than there were Knights fans. That was the largest contingency of a, of an, of a rival fan base that I have seen at a Knights game since year one, because they blocked them all out for years. Remember like they did not want them in. But I think the secondary ticket market has gotten pretty soft and there's a lot of opportunities to go to a Knights game right now if you're a rival fan base because, wow, that was the first goal. was Bruins, loud as hell. It was loud as hell. I couldn't believe it. I was like, my entire row was all Bruins fans. Like the whole row, all Bruins, below me, all Bruins fans. So I go shopping last night. So let's tell this quick story because I've got to give a massive shout out to a listener of our show, so yesterday, Dave and I are talking on the air and we're saying, hey, you know, I'm thinking about going to the game. And so we just like I brushed past it. Like we didn't like talk about like in right. depth. We just like right. kind of like we're like, eh, yeah, maybe we'll do this. So I am getting ready to go to the gym and I get a DM from Joanna Furtado and her husband, Matt. They say, Matt, we were supposed to be in Vegas tonight for our 15th year wedding anniversary. We have tickets to the game tonight. We're not there. Our kid said, I want to go to Disney. 
And so we said, fine, we won't go to Vegas. We'll go as a family to Disney. So they didn't go. These tickets are going to go to waste. I'm like, what do you want for them? She's like, no, 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 free. Take, go ahead. It's like, it's so funny because Madeline had just asked me last week, can we go to a Vegas Golden Knights game? And I was like, yeah, the Bruins are coming up. I was like, maybe we'll go. I was like, I don't know. But then Madeline had a, a uh, piano and in, in, in singing lesson yesterday. So I was like, ah, I'm not going to rip her out of that. It's, it's fine. She can just go to that. Then they get, I get this DM and I'm like, okay, now we got to go, right? I mean, free tickets to this. We got to go. go. I don't care where they are. They're in the building. They're probably in the nosebleed somewhere. I don't care. I'll take them. Let's, let, let, let's go. So I go to downtown Summerlin. I go to your people. I go to the store, which what's the name of the store again? Sportstown. Sportstown in downtown Summerlin here in Vegas. Okay. Downtown Summerlin by my house. Go in. I'm like, hey, I need a Vegas, a Vegas Golden Knights jersey for my daughter to go and pull it out. I'm like, okay, I need a couple of hats for myself. I need a Bruins hat. What do you have for Bruins hats? Both of them are flat brim br- hat. Okay. I'm like, I got to wear a flat brim. I'm like, this is going to be, I'm like, I'm going to be like Dave, my co-host. And she goes, Dave? We know Dave. We love Dave. I'm like, you know, Dave. She goes, Dave was in here a couple of days ago. He fought, he bought five jerseys and five hats. We love Dave. He's amazing. We're all huge fans. I know you guys talk about the show, the, the, the store on the show. This is awesome. So she gives me like concierge service, like walks around, talks about different options, shows me this jersey and that jersey and this and that. So I buy Madeline a jersey. I go ahead and buy a couple of hats for myself. And she's like, hey, I'm giving you a discount. You know, Dave, I'm giving you a discount. So I got a 10% discount just because I know you at this place. <laughs> you got share I, I bought, nice. seriously, right? I buy three, Dave buys 10. And yet I wind up getting myself a 10% discount on all the things because they know this guy so much. And how he, he, he like keeps them in business uh-huh. by going in there and buying stuff. They're great. They're, 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 they're fans of the show. Um, they're, they're, they're great people. And I should have asked the, 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 the woman's name, but I'm so bad at this stuff. I was so in a rush. To get I got it, it in my phone. Hold on. I got, oh, you have it in your phone. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. We get everybody's number. Come on. What Unreal. So, that, so, so she was all like completely in love with you. And like the, the guy next to her knew who you were. He's like, Oh yeah, we know Dave. Oh yeah. So Madeline is all ecstatic. She, she, I actually, it was maybe my, I don't know, not my most dad proud moment, but like, we have never done that together. Madeline and I have never gone to a sporting event together because she was always, she was too young and really not interested to be quite honest. But then she said something to me the other day, I guess at her school, she goes to an elementary school here in Vegas. Chance, the mascot shows up all the time. Like the Knights send the the mascot to all the different schools. I guess chance has like this cool factor. So if you have a picture with chance, all of a sudden you're like your stature kind of rises. Like you've taken a picture with chance and she knows she knew everything about him, everything about the, it was like, she's like, daddy, do you think we can, we're going to see chance? And I'm like, yeah, I think we're, I think we'll wind up seeing chance. (laughs) So we're walking around. So we go to the game. We're walking around. I'm like, this is incredible. My kid's excited to go to a sporting event. Like this is, I never thought my daughter, like she always, she's like quasi interested in sports. And she's like legitimately like, daddy, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like she was so psyched to go to the game. So we go, we're walking around, and then the night line comes, the, the oh, drum line yeah. comes through, okay? So bang, 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 bang. Madeline's like a little bit freaked out. She's like, what's going on? She kind of looks at Chance, and she fist bumps Chance, and then she fist bumps the Golden Knight, and she's like ecstatic. She's like, this is so cool. She's now really into it. So we're staying walking around, and by the time we're walking around, now they come back again for a second time. 
Now Maddie's into it. Now, now she's like, okay, I feel comfortable now. I'm confident. I have a picture with her that's on my social media on, on at sports talk, Matt, where she has the, like the biggest smile on her face chance runs over to her, takes this picture with her. And she literally told me right afterwards, you're printing that out. And I'm taking that to school. Like she was so <laughs> psyched for that moment. She got a, 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 a cheerleader walked over and gave her a bead with a big Vegas gold night thing. She thought that was the coolest thing in the world. So now we go to the seats and this is where I fail. Dad failed big time. We go to the seats. It's the seats are incredible. It's second row, but it's first row second uh, on the second deck. Yeah. So there's nobody in front of us. Right. I would sit there every game. You can the, see everything, right? The vantage point is incredible. You put your right. feet up. Yep. Oh my. I was like, these things are, forget going in a lower bowl. No. Nope. I want that seat every night. Yep. It was, I, I literally, I was right even with the goal. So that incredible save by Swayman happened like right in front of me. Like I saw the whole thing on, on like, oh, that was. Oh, it's unbelievable. I was like, this is insane <laughs> seats. So in the pregame, it's really loud. So Madeline's a little bit freaked out. It's like, I got to bring her headphones next time because it's just like blaring music. And it's music. really loud up there. Yes. It's just like okay. all yeah. down in your head. Yeah. So she's just like, oh my gosh, this is awful. She's like, daddy, is this going to happen the whole game? I'm like, no. So they start doing, take a picture, hashtag Vegas born, and we'll put you up on the Jumbotron. Oh. Madeline's like, hey, can we get our picture up there? I'm like, yeah. So we take a picture, we tweet it out. And so she's watching every time out when the pictures are coming up. And she's like, daddy, are they going to pick our picture? I'm like, I don't know, Madeline. There's thousands of people here. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that or not. She's like, well, it's like, how do we get on the Jumbotron? I'm like, I don't really know. Besides, you just have to dance around when the when the, they tell you to dance. And she's like, oh, okay. And so she's getting frustrated. She's like, after the first period, every break, every time out, it's the kid dance cam, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, hey, you know, why why are we going to have this? Like, why are we going to have, um, why aren't we able to do these things? Why can't I get on the, on the jumbotron first period intermission, second period comes in. We're like, I don't know, three or four breaks in. We're at the end of the second period. I am looking at the live line. I'm like, man, it's five. The Bruins might get going here. They're going to have to open it up. We're going to have open net. It's two, nothing. They can't do anything right now. They can't score. It's like, I think we could get, you know, four goals of the Bruins easy. So I'm on my phone looking through live odds. You know what happens, right? <laughs> Madeline's on the lot on the jumbotron. <laughs> I waited with my phone the entire time waiting to see if they were going to put Madeline of on the big screen. That, that make you feel like a, de a degenerate a bit. <laughs> oh my God. I got three text messages from friends of mine at the game going, Holy shit. You were just on the jumbotron, dude. What are you doing here? <laughs> staring at your phone. <laughs> I'm on my, I'm, I'm literally looking down. I look up Madeline staring at herself, completely ghost fisted because she said in her brain, she went, wait, that person has a Jersey like me. Wait, that person has a necklace. Like, wait, that's me. Like it, just, it clicked into her head that she was on the damn jumbotron dancing around because she was dancing with this stuffed animal that we got her. And she was just like dancing around and like pulling around and she's on the front, right in the front. So the guy below was like shooting up at her and like, there I am degenerate on the phone betting live. And I missed the picture of my daughter on the, <laughs> On the jumbotron. Well, well, did you win the bet at least? <laughs> yes, Bruins yeah. over over five. <laughs> so we got over. the bet. It was a good bet. Game goes over nice. four to two or five to two was the final. So the Bruins got five by themselves. But 
I was the funniest thing. So like we're walking to go to the bathroom and whatnot. And like, people are like stopping Maddie going, I saw you on the jumbotron. I saw you on the jumbotron. And she's like, you know, huge smile across her face. She's like, she's like so proud of herself. And she's like, daddy, you missed the picture. I'm like, yep. I missed the picture. I got everything else. I got the chance photo. I got the golden night photo. I got the intros. I got her, you know, jumping up and down and clapping and being excited. And I missed the jumbotron picture. (sighs) Bruins won and covered. So Bruins money line plus money. Won yeah. the bet, won two bets on the game. So free tickets, two bets, one, and one dad fail. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay because now she knows she likes it. Yes. Um, you know, oh, I said now, to her, I said, now that you like it, I said, Kendall and Mr. Dave, we can go. And yeah. she goes, Really? I said, Yeah, all four of us will go to a game now. Yeah. If you like oh. it. Like I didn't think you were gonna like it. I thought you might hate. It. She's like, that was the most fun. I I can't. She's like, how am I supposed to say I had a lot of fun? You had, I just said, Maddie, you had a lot of fun. She's like, okay, I had a lot of fun. Right, yeah. That's, <laughs> but I mean, like, that's the thing I think, you know, hockey traditionalists and stuff, they don't get. You take your kid to a game like that with that whole scene before and the band and the, and the drummers and the, the night and the presentation and then chants and, you know, what, it's to the kids. Like, yeah. they love it. If, oh. and it. And if you take them and they love it, immediately you're – love of the game and the sport and everything it just comes back like that's why i love going to games because it's about the game Mm. and you can relate to something together with with you know with i mean i'm 51 and my eight-year-old she'll loves she loves it and she may not love sports like us and talk about it and that's fine but um that's great man i'm glad you had a good time it was i i just i I came out of there it was one of the proudest dad moments for me because i i mean i don't have a son so i don't know if i was going to be able to go to games so i was like kind of like going down the checklist of like what 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 we go to because the only game she's ever gone to here in vegas is we went to the WNBA all-star game when it was here a couple of years ago so we took her to that and she was four and it was kind of like she didn't know what the hell was going on like she was just like yeah, there's a ball and there's a thing. And like, right. she didn't really, it, it, it wasn't, she didn't like it. Yeah. And so I said, do you want to go to an aces game this summer? And she was like, what is that? And I was like, that's women's professional basketball. And she was like, is there a women's professional hockey league here? <laughs> I was like, no, but maybe one day there will be, but there's not. And she was like, okay. She's like, I really like hockey. I'm like, it's really fast. And I really like hockey. So yeah. I'm like, do you, do you know the sport? She's like, I don't really understand it, but I know put the puck in the net and you score and you win. like, that's how that's right. the game. So. I said, well, maybe we'll go to a baseball game. And she's like, yeah, but it's so hot outside to go to a baseball game. She's like, we went to one last year. I'm like, that's true. We went to a AAA game last year. But yeah. like, but maybe we'll go to an Aces game this year and maybe you'll like it more and, and see. And she's like, okay, yeah. She's like, that could be kind of cool. So I think that might be the next thing we try is, is, is an Aces game. But yep. it was, I was blown away by the number of Bruins fans that were there, the oh. noise they made, and then how lackluster the Knights are at home. That is unlike anything i have seen in the existence of the golden knights they're not good at home dave it's they're on pace they've lost more games at home already this season than they ever did in any season since they've been here um it was audible during before the bruins even scored it was audible you know because i'm doing the shows and stuff with the you know uh, volume on mute and then when i'm done i immediately turned it on i'm like Damn, it sounds like they're in Boston. And I go downstairs, and Jess and Kendall are watching the game. Um, and Ken, uh, 
Kelsey was in and out, but she was like, boy, there's a lot of Boston fans there today. And I'm like, yeah. I said, Peralt and, and Maddie are there. They call you Peralt. Okay. They call you Matt. They're like, Works. And I'm like, they're there. And immediately Kendall was like, when can we go to a game? I'm like, we're going to go to a game. Don't worry about it. And she's like, well, who's going to win this? Who's favorite? They always, that's, that's their next oh, question yeah. because of the business. Yep. And I'm like, well, the Bruins were favored. And immediately Kelsey was like at home. Mm. And I said, yeah, it's different now. And we watched the game and then the Bruins scored. And it was like, wow, there's a lot of Boston fans there, huh? I was like, yeah, you heard it. And then watching it, it, it was noticeable on TV. So I can only imagine what it was like in the building. It was really fun. I mean, it was, I was actually, you know, looking at the Bruins and, and the way they're playing on this road trip. Cause they got, I was wrong. I thought this was the last game. They have one more game left in this road trip before they go back, but they're Where not they going Arizona. I think so. Yeah. I just remember I, I, I heard one of the guys say, this is the, the second to last okay. game on the road trip. And I was like, Oh, I thought it was the last game on the road trip, but they're now uh, five and one on this road trip, I believe. Yeah. And their one loss was no, they lost the game before that was to the ducks. They lost the that ducks, game. They lost. Yeah. Yeah. So they have one more stop. Maybe the Kings, maybe. LA they go somewhere next and but they're playing incredibly well right now and it's it's really fun to watch them because Swayman in net if he plays like that I mean the one goal I will say this for the Knights sake Jack Eichel's breakaway goal you could see it on his face it was relief he finally <laughs> scored because he misplayed the puck it yes. was a breakaway he didn't mean to do the whole like let no. the puck go he no. just he went to go left and the puck didn't come with him and Swayman went with them. And then the puck went in. It was like one of those like breakaway, you know, trick goals. Right. He didn't, he didn't mean to do it, but it oh. was such like, okay, I scored right. a goal. Like right. finally my first goal back in a really long time. It was a breakaway. If you don't score that, that can get in your head mentally. Yep. That was a really, I think that was a good moment for the golden Knights last night to get Jack Eichel who, to at least get a goal to get his confidence rolling. But them at home, as of right now, they got to be a fade for a bit. They miss Stone, man. I mean, they like, really do. It, like Stone provides not just the you know the ice time, but it's the, it's the on the bench, it's the energy. Um, you can tell it's just not something's missing at home, especially. And uh, Boston goes to Columbus next. By the way, wow, that's a wild trip on the way back. Right. They, they swing through the West Coast, then go back, play Columbus on the way, and then go home. Okay. So. Huh. That's a, yeah, I mean, that's a over game for sure with the way that the Bruins are playing right now. But, yeah. Um, man, really, just just a, just a really fun special night. And, and a huge thank you to Joanna and Matt. The, the, Matt's a big gambler, listens to the show all the time. Nice. From, from North Quincy, Massachusetts, just south okay. of the city. And oh, happy 15th wedding anniversary to you guys. But just, right. I, I mean, my gosh. Uh, you made a really special memory for me and my daughter. So, I mean, that's um, very cool. <laughs> very, 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 very cool. All right. Let me ask you a question because I was talking with somebody a little bit on this. Why do we love in the NCAA tournament? Why do, why do we love the little guys in the dance? <laughs> what is it about? What is it about these small schools that we all love so much? Cause n like 95 fair asked me before, what percentage of these kids go and play in the NBA? It's like 0.1%. They're not uh, playing in the NBA. I was going to say it's definitely less than 2%. Yeah, it's like nothing. Like, like one guy might get a 
cup of coffee or something like from one of these small schools. Like, you know, right now, Illinois State and Northern Iowa are playing in the in the quarterfinals of the Missouri Valley Conference tournament. Like these kids, none of these kids, like maybe there's one kid on on Northern Iowa who's really good, who, who might get a look. He's a junior. He might come out, but he probably goes back for one more season. But like, that's about it in this game. There's one kid that might get a look. Why do we like it so much? Why? What makes it so attractive? Well, one, the odds. I mean, people like to, to bet a little to win a lot. That's you'll hear that in sports books. I've heard that in sports books forever. Um, but two, I think, I mean, like the movie Hoosiers is one of the best basketball movies, let alone sports movies of all time. And it's mm. the little guy beating the big guy. And when it happens, it's so memorable. It's so, I mean, people bet it just because they want it to happen, not because they actually think it's a good bet. And, you know, I've seen it now with fights It you know, we'll get to the fights and stuff later, but um, they like to bet underdogs, you know, and, and, and they like to, it's a better story. Mm. When the, you know, I mean, when, when someone upsets someone and they didn't really weren't given a chance it's a better story. There's, there's more that comes out of it narrative-wise. It makes you feel good. doesn't make you feel good losing the money. <laughs> like, I just say this in the book. Like, you know, and Michael Gaughan had a quote that Mish wrote in his book, Rob Mish. Um, the American public loves the underdog, but they don't bet them. Mm. Other than March Madness, he should have added. Okay. Because in March Madness, they do. And it inevitably ends up with usually as you get closer to the final four, it just doesn't win. They just don't win. So it's such an interesting look because it's the magic and it's an, it's a line that, you know, as you and I been doing these small conference tournaments and like looking at the numbers and I'm, I'm pretty amazed how many times you and I have either won or lost on the hook here over the week, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. There's, I mean, there's like multiple games. I'm like, wow. I won by the hook or you won by the hook. Like yep. the number was right there. And these yep. are tournament games in small, you know, small yep. conference tournaments where, you know, eyeballs aren't that great. People aren't watching it, but winning bets are winning bets. It doesn't really matter. You know what, in terms of, you know, if you're betting on Kansas or you're betting on Northern Iowa, it doesn't really matter. It's just, it's a winning bet's a winning bet. And I think what makes it so interesting this time of the year from the gambling perspective is like we had Jim Rude on earlier and like the guys who make their bones on this stuff that have been watching Pepperdine all year, you know, are watching these like that no one else is watching. Like this is where they can really make their mark because they actually have some level of knowledge as to what these teams could do in these conference tournaments and or in the NCAA tournaments if they get there. And I just, I don't know that this is fun. Arch madness for me was always, I was always in St. Louis during this week. And I always, I mean, I had so many fun nights, so many fun party nights watching this tournament and, and, and being around St. Louis. It's set up so perfectly. Downtown St. Louis is an awesome setting for Arch Madness. And it's the only real tournament I care about this weekend. Like everything else is kind of whatever. But this tournament I really care about. And I and I I get four games today. I get two games tomorrow. I get a game on Sunday to watch for Arch Madness. It's just what, a lot of fun. What is Arch Madness? It's the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. Oh. So they call it Arch Madness. So it's because of St. Louis, the Arch. I get it. So they call it Arch Madness. So I did not know that. Yeah. So the Valley Valley Tournament. And is it in St. Louis every year? Yeah. It's been there for almost, well, I don't know, 30 years now it's been there. 
So it's just every fan base. It used to be Wichita and Creighton would go and take over the city. And there's a bar called Sundeckers, which is right on the river. And you got a casino, which you would go to Sundeckers. Jays would play, go to Sundeckers, get bombed, go to the casino, go and gamble till two o'clock in the morning, go home. Cause you're all walking everywhere. It's all walking right. distance. Right. So you just stumble home, you pass out, get up, go back to the arena, do it again. The Jays under sounds Dana like Altman. A Tuesday night in Vegas. That's pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, sounds like yes. exactly what people yes. do here every day. Pretty much. And it was, it used to be called the Dana Altman Invitational because Dana won six of them. So, oh. and the Jays would go there and you wouldn't go there thinking you were going home on Friday. You would be going home on Sunday night. Like you just assumed like you were going to go and they just kept on winning and kept on winning and kept on winning. And like, if they lost, it was like stunning. Same thing with Wichita. They're, they were Creighton and Wichita would meet consistently in the finals and Dane Altman would keep on winning these things. And that's where the rivalry really got, got cooked and heated between the Jays and the shockers. But uh, it's just a super fun event that like, if the, the Valley has lost a little of its luster because the big, I mean, Illinois, Chicago going to the final four was a big deal. Like that was yeah. a big, big deal for the conference to have that. Cause they were the ones that came in to replace Creighton when they left to the big East. So they went and got Illinois, Chicago, pulled them out of the horizon, brought them to the Valley. So Loyola, that was a, Chicago. Loyola, what did I say? Yeah. Illinois, Chicago. Sorry. Loyola, Loyola Chicago. Illinois, Thank Chicago. you. Excuse me. Loyola, Somebody's I, gonna, I was, you know, I, just, I got them all confused. Thank you. But it, it's just, it's very interesting. So, Right now, I am on first half. We talked about yesterday. Illinois, Illinois, uh, Illinois State plus four in the first half against Northern Iowa. Oh, okay. Leads three, 11 to go. You and I's up by three with 11 to go in the first okay. half. So, so we're, we're, we're watching that. How do you feel about Valpo plus six up against Missouri State in the second game here today? Valpo plus six? Oh, Valpo, first half. First half. Okay, I was going to say the line's 10 and a half. What no, 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 no. Plus six. six, plus six, first half. Okay. First half. Uh, is this your same? Is this your same situation? Exact same situation. Valpo won, played last night and won. Turn right around, playing Missouri State, who have not played yet. Um, I mean, oh, 10 point favorite. What are they going to be up at halftime? What are we getting? Six? Yep. I'd rather take six. All right. That's, that's probably not a bad bet. That's probably not a bad bet. (laughs) Game's tied. It's in the contest. No, this is just, this is just my bet. Personally play threes are raining at the moment in this. It's 1916. This game's way more basketball arena. No, it's where the, it's, it's where the um, blues play. Oh Yeah. It's the blues. It's the blues arena. It's enterprise or it's enterprise. Center, okay. Okay. So this is, but yeah, it's but it's, a, it's, it's a basketball venue. No, I mean, it can be, it doesn't, I mean, it's not a it's stadium. Big. It's not a football stadium. A no, but it's big. 17,000, right? 18. It's like going to T-Mobile arena. Yeah. Okay. It's big. It's eight, okay. it, it's 18, 20. I mean, the, the sight lines are okay. They're not, they're right. not, horrific a lot of these teams playing little gyms correct but they're used to this that they're used to playing here at this tournament like this is my they've hit five straight threes both teams this is crazy this game's gonna go way over (laughs) it's gonna go way over this is nuts teams are just bombing threes right now between these and i mean this is where illinois state's hitting shots which is why i took them here in the first half because 
they've played on this court already and they're confident on this court. They feel comfortable. Now, Northern Iowa, I think in the second half, I would be, I would be live betting Northern Iowa if I wasn't on the air right now for them to win and cover just because I think they're going to probably run away with it in the second half, but it's going to be a fight here in the first half. The in-game total is up to 152 and a Damn, half. Damn, that is high for a Valley game. That is high. Yeah, up to 152 and a half right now. So, wow. yeah, I, I, I would bet under on that personally, but I think what's the I – mean, Northern's up by four, so what's the live number down? Nine and a half. Ten and a half. It just Ten and a half. Down. Okay. Ten and a half. Interesting. Yeah, we'll see. This is a little bit of a danger zone for Illinois State. Need them to keep – just keeping contact here with Northern who's been hitting uh, a bunch of shots, but okay. So one more college basketball thing, yep. Dave, would you pay $50,000 to go and see coach K's last game at Cameron indoor? Are you out of your mind? 50, 50 families. Are you nuts? I would thousand to watch a coach up and down the sideline. I can yeah. say I was there. Yes. Hell to say no. you were there. Nope. Would 50, you even consider it? I wouldn't even consider it. Oh. Individual tickets, the get-in price right now for the worst seat in the house is $3,700. That's the get-in price. And I can't wait to go to a game at Duke some point in my life. The kids actually have seen it. Cameron, hopefully, is they, they won't move it off of Cameron because it's like Cameron's something. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no something. question. We're gonna. I'm definitely going to go to a game there. I've, I've said that for years. I've watched this Duke-North Carolina game. This is one where, like, I might even get up and watch game day on Saturday just to enjoy the festivities and stuff before. Um, and I've already told the kids, ideally, we're going to, you know, you'll be able to watch what this means because they saw on Instagram or something, they're like, Kylie came to me yesterday and said, Daddy, was this coach the coach we saw here? And I said, yeah. And she's like, and those people are going to pay that kind of money for the seats. And I'm like, I think they will. Somebody is going to pay that. There's some Duke, very rich Duke alumni. Right. A hundred percent. Not even a question. Pay right. the Duke. I mean, the last time coach K wasn't the head coach of Duke was 1979. That's my pirates. That's when they won a world series. That was a long time. Ago. 1979 was the last coach K in November of 1980 coach K coached his first game at Cameron indoor stadium. Wow. Right. That's, I mean, if you're like a 75 year old person and all you know is your coach K coach K wins championships, resetting Duke, putting Duke on the map. Duke was a laughing stock. Duke was just a, like a team in yeah. Carolina. Like there wasn't, they weren't Duke till coach K showed up. Guy comes over from Army, brings this very incredible style of play, recruits differently. I mean, just a remarkable career, Hall of Fame, unmatched. I mean, look, I know everyone says John Wooden's the greatest coach of all time, but Wooden did it in a much different time than when yeah. Coach K is doing it. Yeah. Like you can make a case for Coach K being the greatest college coach of all time. You can make, you can, you may, you may get pushback, but you'll make a case for it. Oh, I think so. I mean, before Duke became Duke that it is now, I mean, he was doing it with the recruits that were not five stars and this and that. And, you know, the, the one and Duns didn't go there and the AU kids didn't go there. I mean, he was doing it with um, a lot of people that, uh, you know, were overlooked and mm -hmm. were second and third choice to go to Duke. Turned that into an institution. I mean, he literally changed the whole course of the school. Um, 
I don't know. I went to Penn State when Joe Poe was there, mm. and it wasn't really a ceremonious end to Joe Poe's <laughs> career, to say the least. Um, I wonder if it would have been like, you know, coaches don't stay somewhere for they don't even coach now for 42 years, let alone in the same place. So for a lot of the people close to the program, it, it'll have meaning. And for, like you said, someone who's been going to the games at Duke for the past 30 years, because you can guarantee that there's somebody in that place that has been going to the games for 30 years and kept the, the, the tickets in the family. It'll be a big moment. It'll be a big game. Duke, can Duke lose the game? No, they're not going to lose. They're not going to lose. They're just better. They're way better than North Carolina. They may not cover. I'm looking at the thing now. I didn't look at Ken Palm. What's what's Ken Palm say the line's going to be? It's got to be at least eight and a half, ten points. Let's see. Ken Palm has this game at uh, eight. Yeah. Eight-point line. It'll be a little bit higher because of the Duke factor, you know. And so, what's it set now? Nine. I believe I, the send out will be nine or nine and a half, most likely. Okay. I would think. I would. Uh, I would think so. I mean, we just you know. I don't know. I, you give me you give me ten points in a Duke Carolina game. I'm taking North Carolina. I don't right. care what it, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's his last game or not. It's Duke will be. Does jacked. North Carolina have to win to get in? They keep talking about them being a first four out or for or last four in. So even more reason why to take Duke. We take Carolina rather. Yeah. Take the dog. Take yeah. points on that. Speaking of dogs, what the heck was last night in the NHL? <laughs> what was that? Pittsburgh outright five one. Yeah. Arizona outright two one against Colorado. Yeah. Montreal outright. We text. I, I the question was yesterday. Better bet Arizona or Montreal? They both won. They both won. Yeah. Plus three thirty and plus three fifteen. Plus Pittsburgh was like plus two ten or two twenty. No, no, no. Pittsburgh was actually. Remember, Tampa was only minus one sixty. Because when we talked about, oh, right, it, right, right, okay. Why is that line so low? And what was Pittsburgh? They were plus they were two, plus, plus one forty. Okay. Yeah. So you had a plus one forty, a plus three to three fifteen, and a plus three thirty. Yeah. Put that. Show me that parlay ticket later. That's pretty nice right there. That's, you know, that's <laughs> who put that to who ran that parlay out yesterday to hit that game? Yeah. I mean, that is remarkable. The win is, is crazy. Um, but it's funny. I just, I just did a show with Holden Kushner who's up in Denver. Mm. And I asked him about, he's, he knows you and knows about the show and stuff. And I asked him about why is the rating so bad for the nuggets oh. what's going on? Nobody gets the games. They have a situation like they have in LA with altitude TV. First of all, Cronky, who owns the Rams, owns the Nuggets in the yep. Avalanche. I Correct. did not know that. I knew that. And he owns Altitude Sports too. He owns the the broadcasting network. Right. Well, no one has it. It's available in like twenty percent of the market. Oh, they can't watch the games. I was like, "What are you talking about? It's not on the regular cable package." He's like, "No." It's it's like the, the the Dodger games in L.A. So he was telling me that, but I asked him about the Avalanche too, and I said, "What happened last night?" He's like, "The Coyotes have our number." Huh? Like, Good to know. The Coyotes. He said, "Every time they play, it's a one goal game." That the Avalanche, have, you know, uh, beat them in overtime and a shootout, and then lost. I guess last night. Um, 
So yeah, we'll have to keep that in mind. And I asked him, he asked me first, what do you think about the avalanche winning the Stanley cup? Is this the year? And I was like, dude, are you watching hockey right now? Like anybody can beat anybody. It feels like on any night. It's almost like just blindly bet. If someone's a plus 300 or plus 400, just sprinkle it, like just throw whatever on it because it seems to be really like almost every night we're getting these. It's, it's at that time right before the trade deadline. Like, you know, we got a week, I think, or a week and a half before the trade deadline. There's a lull, but the odds can't reflect that. You see yeah. like Toronto minus $4. They're, they're in a lull right now. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do for the stretch run. Who's maybe going to have to be traded and stuff. It's an odd time. Mm. And you're absolutely right. I mean, you said it on the show. Oh, just give me a goal and a half or give me two and a half. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. You know, at minus 110, that's a good bet, but it's 100% worth the sprinkle on a money line, too. Yeah, it's 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 quite remarkable. All right, so last night, Kevin Durant comes back for the Nets. They do not win, but he scores 31 points. He felt pretty good doing it. What does this mean for Nets futures? Like, do, Obviously, the books think that they're the best team. Are they? I don't think so. I mean, he did look good, but... I'm reminded when I see that come back, like a, a guy like him come back, basketball's still a team game. Mm-hmm. It's still a team game, and a good team can beat one guy every time. Maybe once in a series, okay, that one guy can carry a team. But, man, uh, between that game and your Celtics game yesterday, <laughs> I'm like, oh, these playoffs are going to be tough like i don't know what to do with that team i'll be honest i don't know what to do with the celtics they don't make any sense to me <laughs> defensively they're playing incredibly well Doka just won coach of the month last month they went nine and two last month i mean but like they're we, houston teams too like they're not even they're winning but they're winning convincingly yeah and i watched memphis who i think has a legitimate shot with the right path to actually win the western conference they could not figure it out. Yeah. They could not. They were they they were settling for bad shots because they couldn't get close to the basket. And then when they tried to shoot threes, every one of them was contested. I was like, geez, they're out on the perimeter too. Like I was, it's the first time where I was like, oh no. Because I, I was hoping that Boston would be a, the Celtics would be a first round exit. And, and so we could not have you that's Pump not very nice. Chest I had to, well, I had to listen to the nice New England you. stuff. And I was that's like, not very nice of you to, 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 to say that. No, we, don't, but we, I, we, I, we don't want Boston out in the first round. Come on now. Team could beat the Sixers, <laughs> and then I got to hear all your shit. Oh, that's coming. Oh, if there, it's the, the, three six. There would be a parade. There'll be like a. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. I, 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 I would do a trombone parade if the Sixers knock. If, oh. if Boston knocks out and beat again, oh, it would be so I, beautiful. Because they I'll have be so sad. I mean, Al Horford, I mean, it's, it's, it's like one of those things where like you could have an opportunity here for Boston. If, if Robert Williams could play the role that Al Horford played in, in that playoff series years ago, where essentially they just took away Embiid, they played D and said, okay, somebody else has got to beat us. Now that's, that's James Harden now. So it's a little bit of a different situation, but oh. that year it was just shut down Embiid. go Ben Simmons. Go ahead, Ben, shoot all I, you want. <laughs> that's what the match of Boston did. They just let, it was like anybody else, but Embiid. 
I hope it's it's the Celtics can take out the Nets at some point. Like oh, this never that's out. that's not happening. Oh, Boston taking out Ke- Kevin Durant is a Celtic killer. There's no answer for Kevin Durant on that Boston roster. Not they, even close. I think they play on Sunday. Did they play on Sunday? They play Boston on Sunday. I think. Ooh, that's a good game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that game. Yeah, I got three minutes. Northern Iowa by eight. I got to cut in this lead. I got four points Ooh. here. It's going to be tough. I might, I, I might be going down zero and one on the day. Philly, by the way, is minus seven tonight against Cleveland. Yeah. How, how do you feel about the Sixers tonight? So seven is my number where I get nervous. Where I get okay. like, ah, oh, man, for the favorites, I, I like six and a half or less. When you put the number at seven, it tells me that the book is thinking, they, you know. Back door. Well, you got to get that money. You, you know, when if you get bet up and it gets to seven, okay, you, you've already taken the bets. You know you're taking the bets on the Sixers. So where do you start it? You start it over seven. So seven and a half, it looks like half the books are at, and seven for the other books. Cleveland has played really, I mean, this is their first skid of the season, the last couple games. Right. Everything says to take Philly and Cleveland will cover. That'll probably be the way this one goes. My initial thought right now, I mean, I want the Sixers to win every single game the rest of the season. <laughs> I want them to be the one or the two seed. I don't want to have to be the, I don't want to, be, uh, I don't want them to be the three. Because mm. whoever's in that six, if it's your guys, is yeah. very, very live. I don't want to, I want to play the seven or the eight in the first round. So, um, I hope the Sixers win, but if I had to bet that right now, I think I would take the Cavs. Okay. Nick Kalakis, Circus Sports, coming on at 11 o'clock to talk about UFC 272, Covington versus Masvidal. That fight happening at T-Mobile Arena here in Vegas. We've got the uh, weigh-ins, uh, ceremony weigh-ins, and everything else happening for the fight coming up tomorrow today in Vegas. It's always a really fun Friday, so Nick's going to join us here in about 15 minutes, so stay tuned for that. But let's do some football before we get to that. Amari Cooper is going to be released by the Dallas Cowboys here. This is somewhat of a surprise. He was owed $20 million this coming year. How big of a market will Amari Cooper have in your mind? Um, I think there'll be teams that want him. But do you think his stay in Dallas lessened the market on him or helps the market on him? I think it hurt him. I think it did too. I think it hurt him. I think people don't see him as a wide receiver one and he was being paid as a wide receiver one. So I don't think anyone's going to be interested in paying him that type of money. So now it's, what does he want? Does he want to chase a ring? Like, what does he want? He's got his money. He's made a lot of money. Does he want to go and will he, will he play for 10 million a year? Will he play for 8 million a year or, or, or a contract that's lit, you know, has, has a whole incentive clause structure where he puts up big numbers. He makes big money. Kind of like what Jackson had Jackson did and other t- other cool other you know free agent wide receivers have done in the past. I don't know, I think Odo Beckham Jr.'s contract was like that with with the Rams. Yeah. He, yeah. he had a he- heavily incentivized contract. So I think if if he is willing to do something like that, then maybe. But I mean the Patriots need a wide receiver desperately. So I I wonder if the Patriots would be involved. But you want him? Do I want him? I don't know if I want him, but like I don't know. Yeah. I guess at what price? Like that's the thing. I think he's that exactly what you just said. I don't know. 
Like, I really don't know. It's, yeah, meh. All right. Eh. I don't want him to be the number one. Yeah. Which he that. would be in, in New England. He'd be number one automatically. Like, they just don't have anybody. Like, that's just sort of like, you know, that's my my concern with it is that there that there's going to be this. Um, I don't know. Like, the Patriots are desperate. So, like, I don't want them just to grab mm-hmm. somebody just because. Mm-hmm. And, like. Mm-hmm. And Belichick doesn't normally do that, but they've got two tight ends that are really good. They have three really good running backs. They need that stretching, that 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 speedster on the outside who can catch and catch the deep ball from Mac Jones. I just don't know if that's Amari Cooper. Right. I just don't know if that's him. Like, he's kind of like that, but I wouldn't sit there and say, like, that's a, a wide receiver one that changes the offense for the Patriots if they get him. Right. It's kind of like a, you know, it works. I like him with the Patriots, but I like him at what price. So I don't know. I I think it, that's going to be a very interesting debate because the wide receiver market right now is deep. And I mean, deep. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll get so to the, mentioned, did you see those kids running? Well, hold on. Do you always want to skip ahead? We got that I, coming I, up. I, I, I know. So I'm a hold on. before we get to that, All right. I want to give you some shout out props here. Ryan Clark agrees with you from ESPN. I told he said, Ryan. you told him Tom Brady's not done. I've been saying it since the beginning. Right. But I was right that Brady was going to retire. So now you might be right that Brady's not done. So now if Brady's not done, really weird comments coming out of Tampa Bay, because I got a little bit of a birdie who came over, you know, him DM me, probably DM you saying he's got people saying that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers potentially are looking to make a run at Aaron Rodgers. Okay. It's a little birdie. It's a little, it's a little, you know, there's no factual. I'm not reporting it. I'm just saying there's some scuttlebutt going on that that they might be getting ready to potentially make a run at Aaron Rodgers. So if they, Arian's comments of like, we're not going to, accommodate people who are trying to go after like it was an it was an interesting like way he was phrasing it as to like brady's hours until he's not type of thing like they Mm -hmm. still technically control his rights but he has they could franchise tag him i mean they could do a variety of things they could prevent him from going somewhere else if if they wanted to or they could just say we just you know go ahead and you can go i don't know i think it's sign and trade i guess you could do with brady like there's I'm just surprised that this is being said this loudly because I wonder if Brady's people are saying, Hey, Tom doesn't want to go to training camp. Tom doesn't want to play in, in September, but October, maybe come on back, step right in to Tampa, anywhere, not to anywhere, Tampa, anywhere. Oh, I mean, he ain't going back to Tampa, right? It could be anywhere. I mean, he, yeah. he could play. I don't think he's going back to Tampa. I don't know. I, 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 he's coming back. He ain't done playing. It ain't, it, he ain't but going where, up. where is he going to, I mean, you're talking, I, so is, is it a one year deal with him playing with a team that's quarterback gets hurt? Is that what you're thinking? He's not oh. going to camp. He's not going to training camp with some other team. He's different, man. He might, he might go and, you but know, the bucks won't let him though. Well, that's I mean, what I mean. He's got to get out of that first. But if I mean, they, how does he? I mean, how do you get out of the Bucks? That, that that's part of the problem is that you have to get out of the Bucks. I, I don't know how they they do that. Like, how do they get out of the Bucks? <laughs> so Tampa's going to be cool with him playing somewhere else, and Tampa's probably like, yeah, no thanks. 
it puts them in a tough spot because now they got to worry and wait and see if Brady will come back. They can't move off of Brady. They have to wait. And now the, now they're in Belichick's probably putting his heels up on this desk going, have fun. I told you I this, told you. this isn't what I, I, I didn't want to do this. I didn't right. want to have this one player holding us by the cojones right. and we couldn't do anything about it. We had right. to sit there and please, Tom, please, will you please come back? Cause if you don't, we are up a Creek without a paddle and you know, what do you do? And if you trade for Aaron Rodgers, I would love to see the package as to what they would I mean, like, does Chris Godwin excite you at all? If you're a Packer fan, given the injury. Oh, I think he helps the cause anywhere he goes, but he has, he hasn't, I mean, he blew his knee out. He's hurt. So he's coming off of a knee, come off a knee surgery, that, but that's, you don't know, but like that's significant, but he, he's their piece. Godwin's the guy because Godwin wants a big, he wants a lot of money. So they could franchise tag Godwin, trade him. That could be a piece, a couple of first round picks. But I, I, I'm, I said before, I, I still think that the Aaron Rodgers team X is where he goes. We, do, we haven't talked about it. And then so when I heard Tampa, I went, okay, that makes a ton of sense to me that Tampa is, would be where he would go because we haven't been talking about Rodgers to Tampa. I don't know. <laughs> I'm all, I'm here for all of it. Whatever it is, <laughs> I I hope it's chaos. Like, I mean, you know, this Jimmy G to Pittsburgh thing's getting steamed. Yep. Um, you know, Russell Wilson. I would be really surprised if he went back to Seattle, but I don't know. You know, you see the coaches now. Like Pete Carroll was all, oh yeah, me and Russ are going to be there a long time together with the program. We're going to this. We're going to that. And I'm like, is he lying? Like right to everybody, it sure seemed like it. And then, I mean, Gronk to to the Bills. Oh gosh, <laughs> Gronk to the Bills is horrific for me. That's that's I I I can't stomach that. That's that was I I texted you that before. I said I can't stomach that. That's just. By the way, I, I lost my I lost my bet. You and I is up by ten at the break. So unfortunately, oh. plus four doesn't hit. So oh, and one start to the day for me. Um, well, no, I like that other one. Uh, now, now we can bet that other one. The plus six. Yeah, okay. we'll split. Yeah, Valco. Yeah, one on one's fine. We'll yeah. take that. Um, I Gronk to Buffalo makes a ton of sense. Oh, I just yeah. don't know if he wants to play the Patriots twice. Like Gronk still does a lot Gronk of business. Don't care about none of that. Uh, I don't know. He does a lot of business. It's like Brady. He's a smart businessman. He do a lot of business in New England and. You want to be cold? I mean, I know going home and playing in front in front of your family and friends and maybe bringing a championship to Buffalo could be a big feather in that guy's cap. I mean, that's yeah, it's a pretty big deal. I'm a North, I'm a, I'm a Buffalo kid. Went home. I went to Arizona. I didn't play college ball here. I went to the Southwest. Drafted by the Patriots. One, you know, was part of the team that just beat the living tar out of the Bills over and over again. And then go to Tampa, win a championship. Now I'm a free agent. Okay, I can go home for a couple of, you know, a year, play in front of friends and family, make a run, become Josh Allen's best bud. <laughs> Someday I'm going to get the story directly from Gronk about why he went to high school senior year in Pittsburgh at a place huh. Woodland Hills. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm, I'm dying to know that. They story. sent him out of the state. Just, yep. Is Woodland Hills like a power? It was, okay. I mean, it, they, they've, they've had division one kids come out of there regularly, mm -hmm. but it's usually a pipeline to Penn state. Oh, it. like it's weird. It's 
a lot of kids. So they stash kids there for a year and then they go to go to Penn State or Pitt. It seems that way. It makes sense. One of, College basketball programs do that all the time with JUCOs. Yeah. They stash a kid a year yeah. on a JUCO and then yeah. take them afterwards. Yeah, but Woodland Hills isn't a private school. It's just a, a, a yeah. But I mean, that's just coming out of nowhere. Like Bishop Gorman is a private school. Private they, school. They do that's that. Yeah, <laughs> of course they do that. So <laughs> that's interesting. All right, you, you you mentioned it before. We get to Nick Kalikas here in just one second. Uh, Tyquan Thornton for Baylor, wide receiver. Eight wideouts have run faster than 4-4 at the Combine. This kid ran a 4-2-8. They thought he broke the record. Unofficially, he ran a 4-2-1, which would have broke the record of 4-2-2. But they went back and they electronically ran it, and he ran a 4-2-8. Oh. He's tiny, but he ran a 4-2-8-40. Like, this is, if Al Davis was alive... This is your first round pick for the Raiders. <laughs> can he catch? Doesn't I know matter. He can run. Can he catch? Doesn't matter for the Raiders, but Mark's not Al. So luckily he's got Josh McDaniels now and some Patriot people that won't let him draft just on speed. But this is the definition of burner right now. It's so I saw that blurb, but then I saw it in the rundown. I was like, how many kids like this game's getting so fast? And they don't wear no pads. You used to, you know, say the pad slowed you down. I mean, I remember I yeah. hated running with shoulder pads on. It was one of the worst things that I did when we would run a lap at the field of practice. Heavy, hated bulky, with that helmet. With the helmet, uh, the, the knee worst. pads. Was the worst. You're like I bouncing hated. around. You're not like fluidly running. Yeah, noise. Oh, oh, the flapping noise. I yeah. hated it too. It's horrible. Hated it. With a passion. Hated it. And now these guys don't wear that stuff for so much. So the game is so fast. Um you can bet on this stuff at DraftKings back in, uh, you know, wherever DraftKings is available. I was uh, talking to Carl about it, at, you know, New Hampshire. It's available to bet. <laughs> Ridiculous. Well, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's performance based. So I actually don't mind that market. Yeah. I, I like it better than like betting on an Oscar winner or something like that. Like Johnny Vella was talking to us about. True. You know? Yeah. Like I like it. It's actually like a someone is competing. Someone's running to get their record, get their number. So like yep. they're trying versus like Belfast wins picture, you know, best picture or something because everyone kind of agrees that this right. is the best picture. You know, they have a consensus opinion. I, I I like that market better than the other market Johnny's putting up this year with putting up the Oscars. But I I think it's fun. I think it's interesting, but. You know, we were all sitting around here at, at Circa, you know, it was a Monday night and I forget who brought it up, but it's, it's a great point. Like, what are we going to do for the NFL draft with the 24 hour rule in Vegas? Oh, like, man. Are they going to repeal that? Because if they're not going to repeal that and they're going to keep that, they should probably have that when they come up, when, when they get off the airplane, they should probably be handing out flyers that say, <laughs> you must put your bets in by Wednesday night for the first round of the draft. <laughs> Because it's that's a war coming to the sports books. It's, it's I mean, Thursday morning, people uh, are going to wake up and they're going to go to the book. They're going to walk in. They're going to go. I want to bet on so-and-so to be first round. And the ticket writer is going to be like, you can't bet on this. And it's going to be like 15 people deep. The hell are you talking about? I can't bet on this this morning. The draft's tonight. It's here. I can't bet on it. You're going to have to find out directly from the horse's mouth if anyone is even... Asked gaming 
what it's come on what do you mean they they had to have an app someone's got to be already asking gaming i mean maybe somebody did but listen if you don't have to book it you don't you don't really want to book it you have no choice you dave don't tell me you have to book this it's here oh you have to book it but you know you're gonna go appeal to gaming to get the 24 hour um i would just as as an industry as like do a one year moratorium, like as an industry, yeah. a million people are coming here. I know of three markets, three major markets who are doing contests to take listeners to the draft here. Jeez. They're publicizing it already. 97.5 in Philadelphia has been doing it for two weeks. Yeah. Come with our morning show to the draft. I know. Enter here. We'll bring you and a guest. You'll hang out with us. We'll watch the draft together. We'll stay at, I think it's saying at Mandalay Bay. I mean, I'm going to do the show with them. That, okay. That, there you go. Guys, that's what they, they, I know that you're actually, you, they're doing that. Yep. 100%. John Kincaid's a good friend of mine. Good dude. Works in Philly. Like they're coming. They're bringing people. They're talking about it now. So, you know, people in Philadelphia are like, damn, late April in, in Vegas sounds like a good idea. Let's go to the draft. Yeah. Nashville had 750,000 people. Pre-COVID, the year before COVID hit, that April oh. in 2019, they had 750,000 people going to the draft in Nashville. Ooh, man. Okay, we're going to break that. And I'm going to say 40% of the people coming here will bet on the draft. I'd say it's a little bit less, but even then. Yeah, I, I, somebody better have asked about the rule. I don't think any, I, I bet no one's even asked about the rule. Hmm. I don't. So if Nick Kalakis can hear us, I guess we're having a, a picture issue with Nick. We had, he's, he's in, but his picture is not working. And I don't think I have Nick's phone number. I, I always it. talk to Nick on DM. What do you need? <laughs> send Matt. If you have Nick's cell phone, sell it, send, send it to Farah so we can okay. call him. Right. So we can, so we can, we can get him in so we can call him and figure out what's going on with the picture. Cause I think he's connected, but the picture or his camera's not on or something or other. So we can get a little UFC 272 conversation going because we have that big fight coming up here tomorrow night. And I really want to ask Nick about the betting market as to what they're seeing, because I think I am dead wrong about, Oh, Nick says my camera's on. Look at that. He's in the chat and everything. Hmm. That's interesting. So we'll fix it. Hold on, Nick. One second. Matt, our guy, we'll get in touch and we'll, we'll throw you up. Um, he can hear us too. So, okay. Okay. Uh, just give us one second and we'll fix it. And we'll get you up. I am. He's never looked better than he looks right <laughs> That's now. That's so mean. <laughs> he can so, hear us. That's so mean. <laughs> just kidding, Nikki. Uh, what do you make of blood feuds in mixed martial arts before we get to Nick? Do you think it. Blood it, feuds? It, what is that? So these two dudes legitimately hate each other. So yesterday, Masvidal and Covington, Covington. Yes, Masvidal and Covington used to be best friends. They used to be training partners. Masvidal accused him of having herpes yesterday. Masvidal, um, uh, Covington, not just doing this to sell the fight. I'm asking. I'm asking. Like, what does what do you think this? I mean, they generally are acting. People in the fight game believe it is forced. That it's over the top. Yeah. That we're going because they have such a deep knowledge of each other that they yeah. can go into these very yeah. personal 
very like, this is not like you tough guy, blah, blah, blah. This is like, you didn't pay the bill for your own apartment for a year and a half because you were a deadbeat type thing. Right. This was, you don't pay child support to the women Mm. that you have had kids with Mm. type of stuff. Like this is not your, this has not been your typical ramp up type of thing. I do believe it's convoluted, contrite and and somewhat forced, but it is interesting because I got an email this morning from an offshore and they're saying they're seeing really big, big, big handle coming for this fight. And that's shocking. It's not a title fight. They both have lost twice to Usman. It's a five rounder. But this kind of goes to show why combat sports exists in a lot of ways. It's kind of tribal. Like, which side of this are you going to be on? Yep. You, Covington or Masvidal? And according to DraftKings, it's nine to one action on Masvidal yeah. right now. He's selling the fight. There's no doubt he's selling the fight. Um, both of them are talking though. It's not just one guy. They're both. Talking. I know, but Masvidal is what he's saying is selling the betting side of it. I can see why. Like if I were to look at this fight, he's the dog. So it's way more fun to bet him. And you know, he's, he's a making, big dog. Yeah. And he's making fun of Covington pretty much, which, um, we got uh, Nikki. There he is. All right. We got him. All right, we got it. We fixed it. Let's bring up our guy, Nick Kalakis from well, Odds Maker. You see him on the UFC show online, veteran odds maker. Once he brings, once we'll, we'll get you up here in a second, Nick, and we'll we'll add you into the show. We can have a conversation with you about what's happening at Circa and everything else. Mm-hmm. We gotta, we gotta get him up. We're pausing. We People. We can see him, so he's here. So we got him. We 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 just got the, oh, there hey! it is. All right, we fixed it. There we go. How are you, Nick, Matt, and Dave? What's going on? Awesome to be here, man. Sorry for the technical difficulties. You know how technology is at times. Absolutely, never works. All right, <laughs> answer me this because I asked you this question when we saw you earlier this week, and and I'm I'm wrong. I'm dead wrong. I, I thought there wasn't going to be heat for this main event for UFC 272. I'm wrong, right? I mean, there's a lot of heat for this from a betting side side of it. Oh, there is. As of late, we're getting some significant action on Colby Covington. Of course, we've been getting parlays the whole time. You know, I mean, that's on the ticker. That's all you see. Colby Covington mixed with an NBA team. Colby Covington mixed with a basketball college hoops team, right? So he's in a lot of parlays. But now we're also getting respected sharp action coming in, betting over the counter and extended limits as well. So Covington seems to be the side for most people right now. I can tell you this, man. I saw, whoops, I saw UFC handle grow and grow and grow. And like, you've been in the game a long time now. You see this stuff growing, even for just like a card like this, where you have, I mean, they're selling the main event. I mean, this is the question. But like a guy like Greg Hardy is fighting on the undercard. You see any action on the undercard on, on, on like this weekend? When you have a headliner such as like Masvidal Covington, of course, these guys are two ultra popular fighters. I mean, I want to bring up a guy like Conor McGregor, of course, but that's a little bit even a more unique situation because he's just kind of a 
ahead of everybody else as far as clicks and pay-per-views, you know, on that other level. But when you get the star power of a guy like that, or like I said, Masvidal Covington right now, it does bring more attention to the card. So we do see the handle increase on the prelims as well, which is awesome. I love to see it. I wish there was that star power on every pay-per-view card, mm-hmm. which a lot of times these days, there, you know, we see that happen more times than not. But that being said, this is kind of a unique situation. And although from top to bottom, you don't see a lot of the star power, minus, like you said, a guy maybe on the spot like Greg Hardy or so, like I think it's kind of top heavy in it's sort of speak in this card. Right. But yeah. it will draw attention to it. It feels a little boxing esque with in terms of how, how deep is it? We'll get to the co-main in a second. Cause that's a wonky thing that happened with the co-main, but yeah. W- w- what do you make of the total here with this fight? What action are you guys seeing on this? Because obviously we, we we've seen Masvidal that put him on the map with the, with the knee to Ben Askren that, you know, shocked the world with a five-second knockout. But we've seen Covington be incredibly durable in his fights against Usman. He can take a ton of punishment. So you have a striker like Masvidal who's known for, you know, piecing up his his opponents. But are we seeing any action on the total? We are. We're seeing a little bit more trickle on the over four and a half rounds right here in this spot. I think the narrative is if Colby Covington wins, he probably wins by decision, right? So even if you look at the props for now, he's favored about a buck 15. Uh, so you have to lay a little bit of chalk for him to win by decision. So it's kind of correlated to the over. And that's why we're seeing a little bit more action on the Covington over four and a half rounds right now. So I think we will see some buyback and I'll see, we'll see some action coming in on the under because we will see that money eventually come back in on Masvidal, especially on fight day. I mean, we're going to get a lot of public action. There's no doubt about it. And I think that will correlate with the under as well. Nikki, one of the cool things you guys do at Circa is you allow futures to be parlayed with other stuff. The way that UFC is bet as a percentage in your mind, or maybe, you know, not this specific card, but just in general terms, do people bet parlays more than they bet straight bets when they bet this UFC? Because I know I used to see they would parlay three or four fights rather than do straight bets to try to get the favorites down to maybe a plus money price or get it even money or just give them more action so they can have the whole card. Yeah, we do see it. I mean, popular for sure, especially at chalky cards. I mean, about 65, 70% of the time, the UFC favorites do tend to come through. So a lot of people will parlay three or four fight combinations. And, you know, in MMA, it does seem to hit more times than not in comparison to other sports. Those chalky parlays do hit. So you you combo them in two or three teams. You can't have success if you pick your spot. So we do see a lot of action. I love seeing it on the ticker, man. When you see like four or five teamers, eight teamers, 10 teamers uh, coming through. I mean, of course, you got to sweat some of those out. But more times than not, they work out. But, yeah, the action and the handle on parlays is increasing significantly. Do they throw them in with Golden State, though? Like Golden State's playing the Lakers on Saturday. That'll be Golden State with you know, Covington and like two other fights, right? Yeah, they will do that, of course. I mean, like you said, that we even parlay them with some of the futures, you know, maybe a college basketball future to win a national title or something like that. We'll see a couple of those parlays. Of, of course, we have Kentucky Derby odds. They get parlayed with those as well. So, I mean, we just see so many mixed combinations with UFC getting blended in with other sports all the time. The cool thing about, I think, UFC right now in this stage we're in in 2022 is we see so much crossover from other professional bettors and other sports that are coming in and betting UFC as well. That's so awesome for me to see because it seems like everybody can kind of relate to fighting and everybody wants kind of to come in and and get involved in the action. So I think that's basically affected across the board, including some parlays now. Nick, we we know that the number is big. It's over $3 on Covington here to, to win this fight on close. 
What do you think the number is going to be here? Are, are we going up? Are you guys going to be looking at minus 400? I mean, where are we seeing this number come in? Because you mentioned the public money coming in. So if I like Covington, should I just wait here to get to fight night? Because you guys, you guys may come down with public money. Yeah, that's I think it will come down. I think it's probably reached its peak right now. I mean, unless we drastically need to get some money back on the dog side, on Masvidal's side, I don't think we'll raise it anymore. Um, I think it will probably end up dropping a little bit. Looking across the screen, I mean, the market has increased with us a little bit. There's minus 340s, 350s out there. We're at minus 365 right now at Circa. So again, we're probably the worst market price. But again, we are asking for a little bit of Masvidal action at this point. But I do think we'll get it and we probably will lower our price at some point. But I don't expect it to reach minus 400 i think it probably goes back towards minus 300 by fight time thank you do you let anybody else touch the numbers on fight day or do you go in there and pretty much <laughs> it's pretty much your thing you let metcalf or anybody <laughs> you, you know uh davis anybody get involved in that stuff or do you say this is my thing let me do this on saturday this is definitely my thing, but that being said, if Metcalf wants to come in and uh, touch anything he wants, of course, we're going to let him do it. I mean, the guy's a genius. I mean, it's, of course, Chris Bennett, Jeff Davis, Glenn Herzog. I mean, all, we have such a talented team that if they come in and tell me, hey, maybe we should think about doing this, I'm going to listen to them. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be stubborn and uh, not listen to those guys. But yeah, no, when I get in there, it's basically my thing. They let me do my thing. I appreciate that a lot. And it's worked out pretty good for us, to be honest with you. So do you get to look at anything else. Are you looking at any hockey? Are you looking at any basketball? Are you, you got tunnel vision on let me look at the ufc uh, typically speaking i mean on the schedule it's funny because they just kind of slot me in you know not a time slot on saturday uh, chris bennett ends up making our schedule every week and he basically puts ufc in there for that slot so whatever you know what i mean for me to just cover that ufc for okay. that particular day so it's kind of cool it's not like that the rest of the week of course oh. but on saturday specifically it is kind of like that but if we get busy though i might have to grab something else i might have to watch some soccer some hockey whatever the case may be I, you know I, I try to help out where i can but more times than not those guys got me covered and i could focus on the fighting aspect of things booking that and you know managing the risk of course all right nick let's talk about the co-main because it's weird okay so we had a covid dropout obviously we got a five round catch weight fight i mean <laughs> how do you how do you handicap that? that 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 seems i mean just watch watching mma twitter and just looking at people who have bet this stuff it's like uh this is really odd last minute replacement a number you know not a three round fight a five round fight and it's a catch weight. What what do you make of the co-main? It's tough, man, because I, I really think this fight would be closer to a pick if it wasn't kind of a last minute replacement. We're kind of jumping in here. I know that's something to be said, because if you look at the resume of RDA, Rafael Dos Anos, you can see he's fought the who's who. So a lot of people might be scratching their head at, at this statement that I'm making. But I do think it would be closer to a pick with a full camp for each fighter. Mm. But that is factored into the equation. I mean, the travel time, he did just fight a few weeks ago. So I think Mokano is in fight shape right now and he's fight ready. I mean, of course, I don't think he got he fattened up that quick after the fight or whatnot. He's a professional. He's going to stay kind of ready. He wanted to jump at this opportunity to come in there. So it's going to be a great fight. And historically, when Moikano loses, it's against a, a knockout artist that just catches that chin. He's kind of got tall man defense at times, right? So his def defense on the feet isn't that great, but offensively, he's definitely a threat everywhere the fight takes place, and it should be a fun fight. And we haven't really seen Dos Anjos knock anybody out in a while. So that's what makes this fight interesting, and I think that's what makes it competitive. I think these guys are both so well-rounded that it's going to be a close fight, despite the short notice it's going to be a really fun one mm. it's one of those fights for me where it feels like if i'm if i'm dos años i want to take him into the later rounds that, that I, I i want to go into the championship rounds the fourth and the fifth round just to see what the conditioning is like and like are, are you 
capable of, of being explosive late. It's got a, I love the fact that this is at T-Mobile arena and not at the apex, even though it feels like this would be an apex type of fight because you got the crowd and, and I just wonder how the crowd, which, I mean, who does the crowd care about? I mean, this is why it feels like boxing. It feels like this is normally the UFC stacks their cards with such fan favorites. I feel like everyone's just going to be waiting for that, for, for that main event to get there. Yeah, no doubt. It's so awesome that, it, you know, back in T-Mobile, like you said, it, and it's interesting to note too, it is the bigger cage. I mean, at the apex, they typically use a smaller cage. So that will affect the fight somewhat a little bit. You know, I think people have to factor that in. Of course, the smaller cage will impact the fights. As far as wrestlers go, they have more of a chance to kind of pin the guy, you know, against the cage and get the takedowns or whatnot as well. So, and then the strikers have a little bit more space to operate in a larger cage. So I think with the crowd, with the larger cage, I, I think it makes it a little bit different, which is fun. I mean, I'm so glad we're back at T-Mobile. Glad to see the fans back there as well. I mean, the unique experience at the apex is something else. I don't think you you'll find that anywhere, but like you said, I think the motivation and just that fan support that these fighters will receive just kind of elevates everything to another level. Nick, we'll wrap with this in terms of the props on the main event knockout. I mean, clearly people are going to come in here. If they're going to like Masvidal, they're probably taking taking him by by knockout. We know how tough Kobe Covington is to stop. But with, when it comes to limits, do you, how do you guys handle limit betting when it comes to on the props? Where if someone comes in and says, I want to bet Masvidal via not just a win, but by knockout. How do you guys handle that? I mean, our standard limits, I think, on the tournament screen right now are about a nickel or a dime at the most. So, I mean, you know, nothing crazy in those in that regard. But that being said, anybody can come over the counter and ask or, you know, call in a request or whatever, more extend limits. And we typically don't say no very often. I'm not saying we're going to guarantee any bet that comes in over the counter. But that being said, we don't shy away from bigger bets. So if somebody wants to get down more on Masvidal by knockout, if they want five dimes and our posted limits one dime, we're more than likely going to do that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we have seen our uptick in prop action as well the handles increasing all the time it's fun man because props you know it, it's just another way obviously to, to get in the game and bet it and like you said if anybody's betting masvidal they're probably going to end up hitting that knockout prop this weekend right and like i said the covington side is probably going to be more so on the decision prop so those are going to be the two ends that we're trying to kind of get some buyback on the other options that we have right there and of course pick the rounds more people are going to bet this fight to go by decision of course or, or maybe the later rounds i would think here yeah, it, it it just it's it's an interesting fight to break down for sure because I think you know Masvidal in the under, Covington in the over. It's kind of a parlay, a kind of a correlated thing you can you can look at if you're going to bet them both. There, Nick, man, thank you for the con- thanks for the time. Really appreciate you coming on. It should be a lot of fun for UFC 272 coming up on Saturday night here in Vegas. Ah, no problem at all. Thanks for having me. Love the show. You guys are doing an awesome job. It's unique. It's different, and you guys are awesome. So thanks <laughs> thank for having you, me on. Man. Thanks, Nicky. Uh, no Nick problem. Kalikas at Fight Odds on Twitter to follow him. One of the great guys here in, in Vegas and extremely sharp MMA mind. Uh, look, I, Dave, I, I think what it's, what's funny, combat sports, people bet with their hearts all the time, right? We saw it just, oh, yeah. you know, with, with all the Mayweather fights. I mean, how many times? Oh. Did, I mean, my old studio was the Mayweather, you know, watch room basically yeah. at the pumps where he, you guys built that for him to be able to watch, you know, bet and watch in private. And this is people hate Kobe Covington. Like they straight up hate him. And yet I think I'm going to have to bet him. I don't the want villain, to. The villain wins a lot in these things. Um, yeah, I hate it. I, I It drives me crazy. Like I, I don't want to bet Kobe Covington, but Covington by decision. So, so, okay. So I used to have this question for people at the counter that if you hate him, mm-hmm. can you just not bet it? No, I have to bet this. I mean, this is, this is the pay-per-view. I have to bet this fight. I mean, it's my job too. I mean, people want to bet. I bet every, people know I bet every, one of the things that separates. I bet the total. 
Um, because I think Covington could stop him. Like oh, that's the, oh, you don't like the over. I think the over. I mean, I think Covington by decision is a decent bet, but I also think parlaying Covington together, you know, taking Covington plus something else on a money line, do two money line parlay, you know, two leg money line parlay, I think is the way to do it to kind of drop the odds down. Maybe you're going to lay one seventy five or one you know one fifty to do it like that. Because in yes, it increases the chances you lose and Covington wins, you lose the other side. So you lose the bet. I understand that why parlaying is not recommended. But when it comes to this stuff, it's, it's hard because like Covington is not going to lose a decision, but Covington could also, if you think he goes to the cards and Covington knocks out Masvidal, he's been knocked out before he's been knocked out a lot. The problem with Masvidal is like, you look at his record, he's got a, he, I don't want to say he's got a chin problem, but he's been knocked out a lot. He's fought a lot of fights. He's getting up there in age. The UFC just signed him to a new big contract. Not saying he's fat and happy, but he can lose this fight and it's not the end of the world. He's going to fight more in the UFC. It's kind of like Nate Diaz. He's replacing Nate in the idea that people will watch his fights just because of who he is mm. and what he brings to the table. So he's it, selling it. I can tell you that. I mean, these little clips here and there, I'm like, man, I want Masvidal to win too. Like, absolutely. Because coming in the jerk. He's a jerk on a million levels. Forget the Trump stuff. He's a jerk on a million levels. He said all sorts of crazy. He's a phony. He cues. He's such. He's one of these guys that like he copies Connor. He's followed Connor, yeah, and he yeah. realizes that by saying these things publicly, yes. I'm going to get attention and I'm going to get built up because yes. nobody was paying attention to him <laughs> at all. Okay, Colby Covington was nobody until he jumped on the MAGA train, and when he jumped on the MAGA train, all of a sudden it was like. Oh man, there's a UFC fighter that likes Trump and the name recognition went up, 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 up. Mm. Then he started calling, you know, he said all these things to Usman. He's lost twice to Usman. So now mm. he's got to switch over and go after coming to go after Masvidal now. And Masvidal has got a cult following. I mean, he, he's a dude who came from the streets. Literally this dude fought on the streets. So it's, I don't want to bet on Covington, but he's going to win the fight. He's good, but I, I have to figure out how I'm going to get there. I don't, I have not figured out yet. How, how bad I'm, are you going to be if he loses? I'd be happy when you bet on it. I'd be happy. I would love to see, I would love to see Colby Covington mummified, stiff as a board, <laughs> fall. I, I, I would love to see, I would love to see what Usman did to Masvidal. I mean, uh, if you're, you want, you want to go watch yeah. a knockout, watch yeah. what Usman did the mask. Oh boy. That yeah. right cross that sent the sp this, sweat flying. I was uh, there for that fight. That was bam. Goodbye. Dunk later. That's what I would love to see Masvidal do to Covington. Just don't think it's going to happen. Right. Just, just, just don't think it's going to happen. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I, I, I wish it would, but I think it's going to happen. Covington by knockout then you could. You probably get decent odds on that. You probably might might get plus two hundred on that. Yeah, not bad. I mean, I may, I may, I mean, I may sprinkle all over. I, you know, what am I? Hold on, I'll, I'll tell you. Okay, let's see if I can pull up my record on on UFC bets here in just one second. Uh, what? I don't know how much of I bet UFC this year. Um, let's see for my quote official plays for the UFC. Um, well, there hasn't been that many plays. There hasn't been that many good fights. Yeah, I'm one in four. I'm down one units on that. So for for, for this year, um, but last year I wound up uh 27 and 23 last year mm -hmm. down a unit. 
there. So it's, I like taking flyers on stuff with UFC betting. And I tend to do, I tend to do well in the big fights and I tend to not do well when I'm incorporating like betting women and women's MMA is really hard. It's the women's fights can be very wonky and can be very dog heavy. So you got to be careful with that because there's narratives always a lot of times attached to the women's mixed martial arts. But you know, if you just bet on bullet, she wins every time Nunez loss now opens up Juliana Pena to a whole new opportunity for her now to come in and fight and defend her, her belts and whatnot. But I, I don't know. I'll be on Covington. That all I can tell you how I don't know yet, but I'll take Kobe Covington. I'll, I'll, I'll lay the juice with Covington. All right. Our bet prep prop of the day. Oh, and two last two times. Yep. Well, I know it's our one and one. Sorry. No, no, no. One and one because it hit two days ago. So yeah, one and one last two days. Oh, it lost. Oh, it did. So we're one. So we're one and two last three days. Okay. So we're one and two last three days. Okay. Donovan Mitchell over three and a half, three pointers at plus one Oh five is the bet prep prop of the day. Betprep.com, our sister site, their algorithm, their information, their software kicking this out. This is the pick that they're going with today. So here are the numbers for Donovan Mitchell, four, six, seven, five, five, three, four, two, and six, dating back to the 4th of February. So a pretty good run here. Interesting to go three and a half. I actually was kind of surprised to see this number the way it was because I was like, wait a minute, that seems to be like a pretty decent bet to get plus money on it. Kind of surprised that we're getting plus money on it, but we are getting plus money on this in terms of how we feel. So Mitchell is, he averages 4.73 pointers made in seven of the last nine, averaged five three-pointers or more in his last three games, 5.23 pointers in his last six games against a Western Conference opponent. Pelicans tonight allowing shooting guards to make over four and a half threes per game, which is 28th out of 30 in the league for shooting guards to make threes. How do you feel about over three and a half at plus money? I'll say I don't like it. (laughs) <laughs> well, you've been right the last like two it. days. Well, I know, but you're I don't. And, you're two and one doing that. Saying I know. You don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, yeah. I'd rather we get back on a uh, a home team. Uh, I'd rather we get back on unders. Everything's over. Everything's over. I told you. It's just. It's just. I, just so you guys know. They they they. That prep just tells me this is what they do every right. day. They're giving us the, the prop. They tell me yeah. what they're going with. This is their favorite prop of the day. So this is their pick on betprep.com. And they were great last week. They were three and zero last week. Yep, they're one and two this week. So we'll see what we wind up here. Do we go two and two or what? This is sports betting, right? Yes. You know, then you're zero and three. You're three and one. You're one and three. It's it's, it's grinded, man. Yeah, is it ever grinding? I've won seven straight days, and I'm going to lose today. Oh, you already know. Um, it's coming. I, I'll lose. I've won several well, money. Going to book everything if you're going. I've won me. money seven straight days. I'm going to lose. Like there's no, I'm, and I upped, I, I, I've been betting half units all during COVID on hockey right. and basketball, half unit, half unit, half unit. I right. said, I said, look, if I win seven days in a row, I will go to one unit. Oh, okay. Today's that day. You're definitely going to lose. Yes. Today's that day. <laughs> you know 100%. So let's go to better to book it. You know what's going to happen. I, as I said, if, if I go Owen, I said, if I go Owen three, if I lose three units today, I'll go back to half units. That's the universe telling me, no, 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 don't mess it up. Keep going. Stay where you are. Don't be dumb. <laughs> Learned so much. Oh, yeah. Right. 
Oh yeah. Universe will tell me, will slap me on the hand say, "Uh uh-uh, you were going very well. So why did you upset the apple cart? You don't need to push your luck there. But if we win for an eight straight game, then we keep on, keep on rolling. Over six goals, New Jersey Devils, New York Rangers at minus 115. Oh, oh, the Rangers, really? Yep. Last two games have gone over for the Rangers. Yes, they have. So they're playing well. Devils are dog do. Giving up goals, goals, goals. Look what happened yesterday. How about Pittsburgh scoring five goals themselves? We got a push on the six. That's why I like betting six. Five, one. Tampa, if you had told me Tampa was scoring one goal against the Pittsburgh Penguins, I would have been like, what are you talking about? How's Tampa only score one goal? If you'd have said Tampa scores one goal and you won't lose on over six, I wouldn't have believed you. 100%. I wouldn't have believed you. Um, Devils, we're just going to keep riding this over, despite the fact that uh, Shostorkin, uh, Igor, the, the goalie for the Rangers, is going to win the Vesna. Um, he's the best goaltender in hockey. But he gives up two goals tonight. It's my prediction. Okay. I need uh, two, if he gives up two Devils. We're, we're good. If he gives up three or more, we're, we're in, in. Oh, we're done. Yeah, we're cashing. He gives up three, we're cashing. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's given up three the last couple games. So, um, the Devils can score them, but they man, they give it up. They give it up. Let's go over. They had a game three games ago with eleven goals in it. Yeah. So I feel pretty good about the over there, and it's been wild. I think I've hit these overs. We talked about it earlier about the trade deadline coming up and whatnot. The goals, goals, goals. Bruins last night. Bruins when I pulled over. the goalie last night, I said that you know, I said to Jess, I'm like, there's four and a half minutes left, and they pulled the goalie. I said it's in and they scored. Game. But yeah. they scored. Yes. It was four to one. They pulled yeah. the goalie. They scored. It was four yeah. to two. And then they put him back in. They put yeah. Leonard back in. <laughs> and then they gave up and they gave up another. And then they pulled him again and gave up an empty net goal. Right. It was like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But, um, you know, and even Jess said to me, she's like, isn't that a little early? I'm like, a little early. <laughs> they never pulled a goalie before. You had to be under the two minute mark. Yeah. When you, and now it's, now it's way earlier. And, seven and, minute mark. You can see it. Yeah. And there's you can see it really early multiple goal scored. Like it's like, all right, they usually when you give up one empty net or you put them back in. No, pull them again. <laughs> pull them again. Yeah. Betting under because the final score doesn't matter. I mean it's a no, loss is a loss. Like we, we don't do aggregate. It's not soccer. No. So they just go ahead and, and, and enroll with it. Yeah. Uh bet number two, I have two Arch Madness bets for you in the valley. Oh. We are going to go with Bradley plus six against Leola Chicago. Now here's why Bradley is two and oh ATS Against Loyola Chicago, Bradley is one and one straight up this year against them. Bradley has a tremendous ATS record this year. Not a great ATS record for Loyola Chicago. And I got a desperate team. They got to win to keep themselves alive. They'll fight all the way to the end, to the last possession. Think Loyola wins, but I think Bradley's live to win the game outright. Comes down to a final possession. Bradley plus six today, betting it or booking it. Mm. I got two points of value with Ken Palm. Oh, it said it should be four. It should be a four point game. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, We'll book it. Neither one of these teams have played already, right? No. Right. Correct. Yep. Both both bets are teams that have not seen the court. They're on equal footing. All right. Um, I'll take, I'll, 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 I'll bet this one with you. I'll bet this. 
Team ranking has this as the game of the day. Numbers come down to five and a half. I got six. Bradley is 17 and 12 ATS this year. They're 11 and seven ATS in the Valley. Leola is 10 and 17 and one ATS in four, 13 and one against the spread this year in the Valley. Why? Name recognition and juiced up lines. So, So now we're in a tournament setting and we're getting a full bucket of value on Bradley. Got to be side. We'll, we'll, we're betting it. You don't have to convince me anymore. Number two or three for the Valley Tournament. Southern Illinois, the Salukis, a team that I hated for years. <laughs> going up against Darren DeVries, D-Rock, and Drake. My darling team last year. Not this year. Salukis, 18-11 and 11, ATS this year. 13-5 and five ATS against the Valley. Ooh. Drake, Nine and 19 again last year, betting darling. Everyone bet on him again, juiced up numbers six and 11 against the Valley this year on the road. Drake was three and 10 ATS on the road this year. This is a neutral site game. These two teams just played last week. Drake was at home. Drake was a seven point home dog. They won by two numbers, three and a half. Kempom has it as a two point number. Salukis plus three and a half versus Drake betting and a booking it. I'm going to book this one. Okay. Makes absolutely zero sense. Why? Because <laughs> you made the perfect case. Why Southern Illinois is probably going to win outright. Yes. They could very well win outright. Yeah. They're two and oh ATS. They, they played twice two and oh, the difference is they did not Bradley won a game against Layla Chicago. Uh, um, Southern Illinois has not beaten that they were at home. They lost by one as two and a half point home dogs. Okay. And on the road, they're catching seven. They lost by two. So straight up they're zero and two, but they're two and oh ATS. That's the difference between th- these two games. What was the line for the home game at Drake? Uh, Six and two and a half. half, two and a half. Oh, for Drake, it was seven. It was seven. Yeah. And it's only three now. That's crazy. That might be an over adjustment. I'll book it. Over adjustment down? Yep. Oh, not yep. up. Should probably be four. Okay. Four and a half. All right. Before we do our favorite thing for today, you know what time it is, right? Is it time to pick the rest our of our small school conference games? championship <laughs> run? Do you know what our records are? I hope identical. Identical. <laughs> you are 20 and 20. I am 20 and 20. <laughs> I love it. I That's went, perfect. I went 11 and nine yesterday. You went 10 and 10 yesterday. It's perfect. Isn't that psychotic? No, we picked 40 games ATS yeah. and we are 50, 50. It's per, it's, I mean, I, this is what it's supposed to be. I think <laughs> us being in this is exactly what this is supposed to be with these lines. And then, you know, just kind of looking and this is, I was going to say, if you told me 40 games were either 18, 19, 20, 21, or 22, that's the only numbers it could have been our wins and losses. And I, I just, I did it today. I was talking with Matt. I'm like, how the hell, like, this is nuts. Like we yeah. are what yeah. insane. All right. So let's do it here. Yep. Got to go 20 to 20. Well, this will carry over to Monday, but there's only a couple of games on Monday. So that would be kind of, if we're tied again, Monday will be the tiebreaker. But right. so Charleston Southern is taking on South Carolina upstate. What the hell are you in the Big South Championship quarterfinal? This is not the South Carolina Upstate is 13 and 15. 
Charleston Southern is six and 24. Oh my gosh. How are they still playing? <laughs> They're one in 15 in the big South versus 10 and six in South Carolina. Upstate is favored by five and a half favorite. Me too. Charleston <laughs> Southern's run is done. <laughs> one, Come in on. fi- one in 15. We're, we're, we're laying the five and a half. Uh, you know where I am on Bradley and Loyola Chicago. I'm taking the five. I took six, but we'll take five and a half. What do you like for Loyola Chicago and Bradley? Did you book that or did you bet that? Um, I bet that. I think I took the. I, I agreed with you, right? Yeah, you. you yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, yeah. You, you, you like Bradley plus five and a half. Yeah. Uh, the Citadel up against East Tennessee State, twelve and seventeen. Citadel fifteen and sixteen. East Tennessee State laying five. East Tennessee State. You're first. I'm first. I will take the dog here. I will take the Citadel at plus five. Where's this game? Uh, Asheville, North Carolina. It's on a neutral site. Harrah's. Oh, wow. They're playing at the the, the Harrah's Cherokee Center. So they're playing at a book. I mean, at a casino. Oh. Um, Would we get five? Yeah. Five and a half. Five. Dog. Me too. How you like the Citadel? Uh, Winthrop versus High Point. High Point is 14 and 17, 21 and 8. Winthrop in the Big South. Winthrop minus seven. Dog. Your pick. Your pick. High you Point. High, you want High Point? Yeah. I'll take Winthrop. I'll lay it with huh. Winthrop. Minus seven plus seven. Uh, let's see. Uh, Valpo up against Missouri State. Valpo is 14 and 17, 6 and 12 in the Valley. Missouri State is 22 and 9, 13 and 5 in the Valley. Missouri State laying 10 and a half. My pick, right? Yep. Missouri State, I'll take the 10, I'll lay the 10 and a half. I'll take the dog. Valpo plus 10. I like Valpo in the first half, not for the game. Okay, we're going. Western Carolina up against Mercer in the Southern Conference Championship first round. Western is 11 and 20, 5 and 13 in, in the Southern. Mercer is 5 and 16, 8 and 10 in the Southern. Mercer is laying six and a half points. Who do you like? Anybody be laying points in this game? Give me a dog. <laughs> Western, me, Western. Western. Me too. Six and a half is a lot of points. That's, that's, that's a little crazy. ridiculous for that. For, for that. <laughs> uh, Southeast Missouri State advanced. They're taking on Murray State in the semifinals of the Ohio Valley. Murray, 28 and 2. They're ranked 14 and 17. Missouri State. Murray State is minus 15 in this one. Favorite blowout. Yeah. I'm taking Murray State too. That's that's a that's a run out. That might not be a that, that could be a first half tight game, but second totals half. high in that game. So we got a shot at like winning by 20 or, or 149 you know, and a half. Yeah. Total. It's up 150 Oof. in some places. Yeah. Campbell Gardner Webb, 16 and 12 Campbell, 17 and 12 Gardner Webb. Gardner Webb is laying three and a half points here in the quarters of the big South championship. You're first. I'm first. I will take the dog. I'll take Campbell. Oh, I'll take plus three and a half. All right. I'm going Gardner Webb. I was okay. thinking favorite, and I'll just go opposite there. We need a couple more opposites. So Okay. And Leola Marymount here in Vegas, BYU. BYU 21 and 9. Leola Marymount 11 and 17. BYU is laying 12 in the West Coast Conference second round. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, there's no chance that Loyola is beating BYU in this. Not here. No chance. There's no chance. No chance. Not here. Um, 
All right. I, I, this one, I have to hold my nose and lay the favorite, but I'm taking BYU. 100%. That's a route. I might bet that game. That's a route. No way that's happening. Southern against Drake. You know where I am. I'm taking the, I'm taking the Salukis at plus three and a half. I got Drake. You have Drake minus yeah. three and a half. You like D-Rock. Morehead State. Morehead State. Did they Belmont. yesterday? Yes, they did. They won. 22 and 10. Three and 13 and five in the vet on the OVC Belmont 25 and six, 15 and three in the OVC Belmont minus four and a half in this one. I'm picking first, right? In this one. Yes. I'm I'm going to favorite. I'm going to take Belmont minus four and a half. I'll ride with Moorhead one more time. Okay. Although I like Belmont. They didn't cover yesterday, by the way. They did not. Nope. They won, but they didn't cover. Uh, And then finally, San Diego advanced. They're here at the Orleans in the West Coast Conference Tournament against, against Portland, 15 and 15 versus 17 and 13. <clears throat> Portland minus one. Portland, I guess. I'll go San Diego for the hell of it. Yeah. Let's take San Diego. I'll take the plus one and you'll take Portland. Yeah. Minus one on that. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 games today. All right. Boy, let's, boy. let's let's see what happens on that. We have an even number, so a chance for us potentially to Keep even grinding. it up. Twenty and twenty ATS. <laughs> twenty and twenty <laughs> against the spread. Heading into and we'll recap. We'll wrap it on Monday because Monday we've got. Let's see what do we have on Monday. We've got. Um, Is the Gonzaga game championship on Monday? So we have the CAA semifinal on Monday. We have the Summit League semifinal on Monday. Okay. We have the, the Horizon League semifinal, the Sun Belt Championship final, the SoCon Championship final, uh, CA, the other, other semifinal, the West Coast Conference Tournament semifinal. Gonzaga plays on Monday. <laughs> they got the how much of a buy did they get? They have a buy all the way to Monday. Oh, so they play two, they'll have to play that game and then the, the final. That's insanity. That's how they do the conference tournament in the West Coast Conference. Yes, I don't know. They play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Gonzaga plays on Monday. That can't be right. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at the schedule for Monday, Monday, March 7th. It says Gonzaga versus TBA, Orleans Arena, West Coast Conference semifinal. Maybe they take a day off. Oh, wait. Maybe they don't play Sunday. Oh, Maybe that's why they don't play Sunday. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Weird. Is BYU in, is BYU in what, what conference is BYU in for basketball? Same one. West Coast Conference. Yeah, that's why they can't play on Sunday. That's why. Yeah, we, so just, they, we just picked that game. Yeah, that, but BYU is playing today. Today's Friday. So BYU would so, so they probably don't play Sunday in case BYU is in it. It would screw the whole tournament up if BYU was conference tournament, second round, the Orleans Arena, BYU's in it. Yeah. Right. But what about Sunday? Oh. They don't play Sunday. So they take off as yeah. a whole. The so whole Gonzaga day. plays tomorrow, most likely. No, they play Monday. They advance all the way to the semis. Oh my goodness. So they play quarterfinal action tomorrow. I mean, the chat's gonna have to get us a picture of the bracket. It's it's, it's it's right there. Gonzaga plays in the semifinal and they're there. They're already advanced to be determined who they play. It's a six o'clock start on ESPN for Gonzaga in the semifinals. You're right. Cause the, the West coast conference, it says quarterfinals are on Saturday and then nothing Sunday. San Francisco is home. Right. And Santa Clara is home. Yeah. And, and then they play and then 
Nothing uh, Sunday. Nothing. It would make so. sense because if BYU advances, BYU won't play on Sunday. They won't play their games. So then you can't, you can't, the whole tournament's a mess. Right. So that's right. why they say, okay, we just won't play on Sunday to have nice. BYU. Uh, so we have the Horizon League semis, the West Coast Conference semis, and St. Mary's advanced too. St. Mary's won't play till Monday either. Right. So that's, that's the geez. other home team. Kick your heels up and just wait, let everyone bang on each other. My gosh. Do you think they come to town? No. Hell no. Why would they you? Don't. They don't come, come in Sunday. Sunday, right? Yeah. yeah, it's coming Sunday morning. Right. You know what time you're playing. Play Monday night. So just come in on Sunday morning. Come in, come in, you know, get the kids situated. And you're, you know, you're staying Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night and go home. Right. Because you're going to play Monday, Tuesday, win, play the championship game, celebrate, maybe stay over, but most likely go back home after the championship game. Right. So, wow, that's wild. How about that? Okay, so we'll have a bunch of a bunch more games to pick. We'll we'll recap. We'll we'll see where our record is going into Monday. But there's a bunch of games to pick on Monday and Tuesday, by the way. So this oh. small conference tournament, I thought it end on Monday. I can end on Monday. No, nope. end on Tuesday. Out on Tuesday. We got That's day right. five, day six. We got a six day six day <laughs> bender going on this for our <laughs> ATS picks. All right, our favorite thing about today is what? Um. Well, obviously, it's dress up like a pirate day. Mm. I mean, that's how it. That's how it started. It's it's our uh, our phone call after this show today. We have a little uh, phone call meeting thing. That's going to be my favorite thing about today. We do. Yeah. Did you get the? You don't even check the email. You tell me I don't check the email. Yes. We have a, we have a call. I have a call at twelve. You have a call. Yes. The what? On, I'm on it. You're on the call today. That's what it says. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's exciting. So, it's your first business call. All right, Dave Sherapan. Look at that. Well, that's my first business call with you. Correct. But it's not my first business no, but call. It's, 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 our, it's our first non-on-air call. That's, that's very exciting. I did yes. not know you were on that call. Yes, so I'm on that call. And then right after that call, my favorite thing about today is I'm going right down to CSN because we got a doubleheader opening up conference play for Kylie. How's the wind? So, it's terrible outside. I'm 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 debating wearing a mask because I'm going to stand and try to watch the games. I'm going to be sneezing and it's going to be blowing in my eyes. And Oof. when she left, I said, "Are you pitching?" And she said, "I hope not." Because oh. if the wind's blowing out, you can't do anything. It's rocket you, ship. We're that that field. If that wind is blowing out from home plate, rocket ship. A pop up is going to blow out over the field. Yeah, you know, that's tough. Left, center, or right. So <laughs> that's not fair. Um, it's tough. Yeah, it's not going to. It's that's not going to be good. But you know, these. I mean, these days in March, sometimes the wind kicks up. Yeah, can't no do it. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I I woke up today and I was like, "Is it going to rain?" Like, uh-oh. yeah, yeah. I drove just to work and I was like, "It's definitely going to rain," and then it didn't because it just got over us and it started blowing, mm. and the wind could be. Uh, one of those days, but yes. So that's my favorite thing. I got a very action-packed afternoon uh, the rest of the day. Can't wait. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to our call. That that yeah. is true. That is a very cool thing about today. So it's a milestone day. Uh, for me, I am very excited about this coming weekend because it's a nice walk down memory lane for me when it comes to the Valley and the Valley tournament. It's really fun to watch. And, I, and I'm very curious to see who comes out of the Valley tournament. I am I didn't make a bet. I almost bet Missouri State to win the thing at plus 500. I came really close to doing it. And I just kind of said, I can make a case for three teams. So I'd rather bet each way. I'd rather bet on on the individual games versus and try to make money that way Mm -hmm. than laying a future wager on one team to win the whole thing. So just kind of make, but the Northern Iowa, if Northern Iowa wins and it looks like they're going to today, they're up big. 
and then uh, Loyola wins, which I think they're going to. We have a semifinal matchup with the rematch of the game that was the Valley regular season championship between Northern and Loyola. It was went at, to overtime. Went to overtime. Northern Iowa won the game, won the Valley. And now you get Loyola coming in here and Loyola's got one of these bubble resumes where if they don't win Arch Madness, it could be a pretty rough run. Like they could be left out in the cold here and not making the dance. So there's a lot going in. I think the winner of that game most likely wins the whole thing, but Missouri state's going to have something to say about it. And this is you know, the Valley's got a couple of really three, I think really good quality teams. You may, might make a case for, for Drake being a, you know, a really nice quality team, but these are the tournaments that I really, because it gets so chaotic with all the big boys coming next weekend and beyond that I love that these kids get a chance this weekend to shine and for us to watch these games. And then their final is on CBS on Sunday, which is really fun to see one of these teams punch their ticket and, and, and make the dance. And just, they really, really care. Like that's the one thing about these small school tournaments and small school champs, like getting to the dance is enough in a lot of ways, like yeah. just making it for all the big boys. It's like, yeah, I'm we're there every year. Like we're expected to be there and it gets to be sort of, sort of like a, you know, a boring thing for these kids in the Valley, these kids in the Ohio Valley, these kids in the Northeast conference, all the small schools. It's pretty fun when they punch tickets and they yep. get to celebrate. So I'm very, very excited coming up about that. Good stuff today with Nick Kalakas. That's a lot of fun. I like Covington. I'll tweet out what I'm going to, how I'm betting it. I don't yet know exactly, but I'll be on Kobe Covington for that. By the way, do you bet the UFC ever? Or you just watch it. Um, very rarely. Um, but when I do, I always, I, I joke that it's like one of those come out of retirement bets. Like, Ooh. you know, I'll see minus 320 and I want to bet like 3,200 to win a dime like an idiot. I won't. But, but you want to. I want to. Like, because you see these betting opportunities. The biggest bet I ever made in my life was when Mayweather fought McGregor. Did you really? Oh, we were, every guy in town that was in the business was like, this is Haley's Comet. It was a bad, I bad. I was trying. It was I a mean, bad day for me, man. That was a bad. I was a. That was a bad day for me. That was one of my. I didn't bet a lot, but it was one of my worst handicaps because I was so angry in the first four rounds because I knew I was dead after the fourth round, and yeah. I was like, I because I thought he'd come out and just put put the pedal down and throw haymakers, and he didn't. And I knew right away. I was like, uh oh, this is really <laughs> bad. Like this is going to be ugly. It's just a matter of when does Mayweather want to stop it? Like he carried right. him for he carried him for the first three rounds. Like Mayweather could have felt like that. he lost the first round. And was he did a little nervous. I was he like, did lose oh the first God. round. I was like, jumping up and down. Yeah. First round was Mayweather. It was McGregor. Yeah. Second yeah. round was a little different. Third and fourth round, it was oh you shit, do. this thing's over. You do. I was like, it was over. Seven. It was done. Not in the seventh. Like yep. we were, we were all just waiting to go pick up the money. I mean, he was, he was going to gas out and it was all public, 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 public. And yeah. I had people tell me, I had people tell me like, this is, you know, you're never going to see this ever again. Like you're never going to get this short of odds on Mayweather ever again. It was before, it was before I started boxing. And it really was like one of the catalysts that got me really thinking about boxing was going on that radio row and watching and talking to a lot of fighters and watching a lot of people in the boxing world and seeing the things go on. And like, realizing the difference between MMA and boxing and how different it is. Mm -hmm. Learned a lot. Yep. 
learned a lot. We're back on a Monday. Have a phenomenal weekend, everybody. Make sure you're subscribing. Watch our old shows. The YouTube videos are up and interviews are in there. You guys can learn and see about bets, picks, and plays that Dave and I are making or have made for the weekend. Back on a Monday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern for the Monday edition of the Bostonian versus the book.